This is the Bryn Cooper Show, where we discover what's inside the deep, dark hole called your mouth. Are you ready? Welcome everybody to another episode of the Bryn Cooper Show, as we're calling it around here these days. Um, Today, we are actually going to do a session on something that is not an area I'm a professional expert in, Um, but it is something that orthodontists interact with and we have notice it in kids and one of the main reasons we want to highlight this right now is that the American Association of Orthodontists is partnering with Stand for the Silent um, in an anti-bullying campaign. So you'll see a lot of orthodontists promoting orange, promoting you know hashtag bullying bites and I think this is awesome that we're actually bringing light to this situation because um, you know, we'll have little kids in treatment um, as early as six, seven, and eight. And one of the main things that people bully about are people's teeth. And when you go through phase one with an orthodontist when you're younger, even though you don't have all of your permanent teeth, it actually can reduce the amount of things that bullies can pick on. And sometimes if that's the one thing that's hurting a kid's confidence, it can really help them with their mental health, can really help them pull up their grades because they feel more confident walking into school. It can help them make friends more easily. It can just change your whole perspective. Um, And now in this age of social media, the bullying doesn't just happen in person. You can't go home and get away from it. It happens online. It happens on all these social media platforms and there's really no way to regulate that. Um, And so it's really hard to actually figure out exactly what's going on. So one of the reasons this topic means so much to me is because as I went through my schooling, I definitely went in and out of phases where I was bullied. There's actually a whole section in someone's yearbook written about me and how they didn't want, how they didn't like what I did. It was a little crazy. Um, She was not mentioned in my yearbook, like end of year thing at all. So, but it it really did start at age eight. And one thing that's amazing about this is if you are becoming more aware that bullying is happening or that your child is bullied or that you have a friend that's bullied, because that happened too. You would watch other children get bullied and sometimes you were just like, whew, glad it's not me today, you know? Um, but being aware of these things, how to talk to people, you know, how to how to actually try to reach out to the bully themselves and how to actually reach out to people who are bullied. Because it's not about having people feel victimized. It's about helping people grow through it and feel empowered that they don't have to just be bullied and that they can live through it and there is light on the other, well, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, So anyways, uh, are there any, is there anything coming in online? We do not have any stories coming in online just yet. That's okay. Just let me know. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so going back to something that happened with me, when I was about eight, I had some teeth that kind of were spread out and spaced out. Um, and the cool thing was I had a grandfather who was an orthodontist. And so I didn't even know to tell my parents that, 
hey, maybe I should get my teeth fixed. Like, that just wasn't even part of my vocabulary. I didn't even know it was an option. But it was something that happened for me because I happened to have a family member that was an orthodontist. And it was one less thing for me to stress about. Um, you know, I just, my front teeth were straight. They didn't stick out. And even though I had some other things going on that people could pick on, I definitely wasn't worried about my teeth. And that was actually very calming and relieving for me as an eight-year-old. But I never talked to my mom about it or my dad. I really didn't talk to anybody about it. At the same time, it was very relieving for me. So I just, that's one of the reasons I wanted to go into orthodontics as I started to think about the experiences that I've had over my lifetime and how I could help people. Having that skill that my grandfather had had, I knew how that could impact somebody and I knew how it could help little kids. Um, and it's interesting to me that people really debate doing early treatment um, for those psychosocial reasons because I think a lot of kids may not even talk about it or even know to talk about it and we can really help them out. So, um, all right. Question. Oh, we do have a question yes. online. Okay. How does bullying affect a child's education? How did it affect yours? So, it affected my education in kind of a funny way. It made me kind of plow into the books more because I felt safer with books than I did with people for a long time. Um, which made me actually gain some skills um, that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So that's kind of lemonade out of lemons for me. Um, but there are actually people where the bullying creates a situation where they can't highly function at school and their grades will drop. Um, they might want to avoid going to school. Um, and so there's definitely some behaviors that you'll see with skipping school and grades dropping that really negatively affect people's grades um, and, and their psychosocial development and their ability to have friends. So I definitely think it affected me slightly differently than kind of what some of the statistics say, um, but I think each person has their own reaction in any different situation. So, all right. Let's talk a little bit more on a larger scale. So Stand for the Silent is an organization that's nationwide, um, and they're really trying to partner with different schools and communities and empower people to have programs so that they can empower the children in their schools, either to have healthy methods of anger management for the people who do bully, or to you know empower the people who are being bullied that they can stand up for themselves, they can talk about it, they can um, work on different things about that and not feel like it's their fault that they're being bullied. Um, they have little presentations and things. So um, it, Stand for the Silent really does run off of donations. So if this is a topic that hits home for you, go ahead and go to Stand for the Silent and figure out how to make a donation. The other way is donating your time and getting into a local school. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable talking to a group of people, but you want to get someone in the Houston area to do this, I have no problem partnering, partnering with you. So DM us on any social media platform, email us um, on our website or contact at googleorthodontics.com, or you can give the office a ring. So, uh, we definitely want to do everything that we can within our own communities to help 
um, this cause. So that's kind of the larger scale thing that's happening with the AAO and Stand for the Silent as an organization. Question. All right. How do I recognize when my child is being bullied? That's hard. I was actually watching a Netflix uh, documentary on bullying. And, you know, some parents are really aware that their kids are being bullied because their kids will talk about it. But some parents, it's really hard to know, especially, like, if it's the subtle bullying mm -hmm. that kind of happens to everyone. Even bullies get subtle, you know, have other people that subtly bully them. In fact, a lot of bullies have an older sibling or some connection to some other group of people where they are the ones getting bullied. And then they're trying to, and then they kind of turn around and use it in another situation where they have, you know, behavior modeled to them at home. Um, but... Some of the ways that you'll know is just asking your kid, you know, start a conversation about it. Um, and I think that sometimes that's hard to ask your child if something's going wrong. We all want to talk about how great our day went, what their successes were, but it's important um, to ask, you know, what was the failure of the day? Um, Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx, I heard a podcast with her on it, and she said every night at dinner, her father would ask each child around the table what their greatest failure for the day was. And then they would walk through like how they could avoid having that failure again. Um, and that might sound negative, but in a way, it's actually a positive thing because you're helping your child gain the tools and the emotional um, gumption to kind of pick themselves back up and go again and try something different and not just be left to their own devices to try and figure it out on their own. Um, you can talk to a teacher. You can let them know how much you believe in them and kind of gain that trust with them if they won't talk to you. Um, but it's important to be a support system for your child, whether or not they're getting bullied. And then if they are getting bullied because you're that support system, they're going to be more likely to talk to you. All right, Tinka. Yes, we do have another question. So. Okay. Has bullying gotten worse in the age of social media? I, I think it's definitely gotten worse in the age of social media. Um, like I said before, you can't go home and avoid it. You then there's always that social media inlet to your child's phone or computer, and there can be tons of stuff going on while they're in your house, and you have no idea. Um, just direct messages through Facebook or Instagram. Yes, you can go back and read them later, but it's hard for like a normal person just to recover those messages if they get deleted, you know. Um, and then there can be whole Facebook, like not Facebook, but just web pages made to bully one person out of school. Um, so I think that bullies now have a whole other way to try and reach out to somebody and bully them. So definitely it's not worse. And I think it's also bringing the bullying to light. Um, there's documentaries about kids who are committing suicide. That's not what we want for our children, you know, and how there's been an increase in violence due to bullying. So I think everyone can agree that even if it hasn't significantly increased the amount of bullying, it has increased the avenues that bullying can occur and it has increased the awareness that people have about it because there's been some pretty dire consequences after social media has been around with teenagers and adults as far as bullying. 
All right, we do have a question from Heather, and it says, once you notify the teacher, what's next? So, it depends on how the teacher responds. Hopefully, you're gonna have a teacher that's empathetic and wants to listen and wants to help out with it. But there are definitely teachers that will say things like, oh, kids will be kids, you know, or if this stuff happens, it'll blow over, or, you know, if I didn't see it happening, I can't really, like, do anything about it so there there are some things that you know you want those are red flags if your teacher says things like that because schools are supposed to be these bully free zones and you and you have a right to go to school and be able to learn and feel safe while you're doing that um, so the people who are continually bullied when they tell adults there seems to be kind of a common thread, and this comes from Stand for the Silent um, information, that the adults they tell kind of downplay what's happening instead of, you know, being like, okay, this is this child's reality. Because it's their reality, that's their truth that they're living in every day. And we need to figure out how we can help change the perception or the reality that they're living in so that that's not their truth every day. They're not scared every day. Um, and so hopefully the teachers will be um, equipped to help, you know, calm the bullying down and actually take it seriously and give that child a safe place to go if they need it. Okay. All right, because of the question that you did answer earlier about bullying has gotten worse because of the age of social media, do you think a child should be on social media? What do you feel about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, step on some people's toes. Um, I'm on social media right now, but you know, I hope that it's for a force of good. Um, and I don't want social media ever to be used as this kind of a bad thing, but there's a lot of tracking, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on. And I think that even kids on social media get bombarded with advertisements. They are, you know, the computer, the computer systems behind the social media are trying to get your kids addicted to them. So I, um, I think you have to balance that. I think it's an individual thing. Some people are really addicted to social media and things like that. Maybe you should watch for that in your child and maybe you should try and limit their screen time and help them with that. But for some kids, it's no big deal. Um, and trying to limit it would actually make it something more exciting for them. So I think you need to take that on a very, very individual basis. And I definitely can't say that as a blanket statement, no children should be on social media. Um, I can just tell you what I've done and, 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 and what my opinion is as far as the individual basis. So there you go. All right. I think that's all the questions right now. That's awesome. Those were really good questions, everybody. Um, all right. And we have gone over all of that. So I know this can be a really serious topic, and I want us to take it seriously. At the same time, um, you know, we're living in this age where we can view social media and all these connections negatively. But we're also living in this age where we need to be grateful that there are national organizations that can have some sort of social media platform through all different orthodontists um, where we can get the word out. We can say there is a resource. So I think that's a really good thing. 
and we have one other thing going on? Yes. What steps can we take? What can we do to help with bullying? Okay. So, I think that the best place to go is a resource like Stanford Asylum because you can donate to Stanford Asylum because they run purely on donations. The other thing is you can partner with your local schools. You can help them get some of these programs going. You can do a talk on bullying. Um, and Stanford Asylum will actually bring their people in and do it, I think, for, it's for some sort of I don't know exactly how the donations work, but you can reach out to them. And then sometimes they'll send you the materials and you can do the presentation. And I think that doesn't cost anything. So it's talking to your teachers, talking to your kids, you know, donating to Stanford Asylum if that's where you feel like your best help can be. And then getting involved in your schools right around here. So there you go. All right. Thank you all for joining us and super glad we could use this social media today for a good cause. Thanks for tuning into this show. We want to know what questions you have, or even if there's a specific situation you want me to take a look at and share with the audience. That could be fun. Direct message us on any social media platform or email us at contact at cooperorthodontics.com. Ready for next time.